Hey friends, this week we're talking about the Megan and Harry interview that happened with Oprah and we decided to release it as a bonus episode, but guess what? There was so much content that we got really into it and it ended up being a really long episode. So we split it into two parts. Here is the first part, which is a bonus. And on Monday, we'll release part two. I have a good would you rather for you. I'm actually really sick of this game because Louie wants to play it all the time, oh, but well, I'll do it. That's I'll do unfortunate it. for you yeah, at this point. Would you rather... I thought of this while I was cleaning up dinner tonight. This is specifically Kate Tater... Tailored. tailored for you. Would you rather be in a room with a chair and a pretty big spider on the other side of the room? And it's a it's a white room with no windows and one door, and the spider just sits there, and never touches you, but you're in the room with a big spider for one hour. Okay. Or would you rather listen to a podcast of people that really know you eating for twenty four straight hours? If the spider moves, can I move? Yeah, you have the peace of mind that it'll never touch you, but it, it can come close to you and you can but, like run from it. But I could move. Yeah, if it yeah. Could, I, spider easily. It's interesting. Because I've done because I've done this before. I don't kill spiders. Right. You so just, there have been many times where I am in the room with a spider for an hour because I don't want to take my eyes off of it until someone else comes who can kill it. That has happened to me before. It, it's a game of one it's a one-sided game of uh one-sided game of tag really yeah it's like a chess game that the spider could win if it knew it was playing against me (laughs) if it knew that we were in a game together yeah i would be in checkmate so fast totally but it doesn't know so that's the only way right that i win but yeah that's not a very good would you rather okay well thanks we are back in grand rapids uh for episode 57 here and we're staying at a house on the very north end of, of town mm-hmm. by the Plainfield Mire. It's fun to be on the north side. Yeah, we, I we, like it. When we first moved here, the first house we had was on the north side. Yeah. And we had good good vibes up here. The north side is old right. and vibey. Mm-hmm. And I like it up here. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So we're here for two months and then back to the old regular casa. And our kids started school today. Yeah. I went back to work today bonkers yeah. you had it's, the house you had the house to yourself for the first time in a year today yep wild today was a lot of first in a world that we've really lived in a lot like it's mm-hmm. not really a first but it's the first time we've had like a really normal day in a year like our kids like are in bed what at would eight, have yeah typically been our normal our kids are in bed at 8 30 which hasn't happened in a year right no not at all <laughs> our kids weren't getting up till like 8 30 right for the last year right so yeah um so today we're back on the wine train drinking so when we got back to michigan we had two cases of viansa because we're in their we're in their wine club and so they send four bottles every season yeah viansa is a a vineyard and winemaker in sonoma california and it's really fun a great fun stop it's about 25 minutes from the airport it's pretty close on the way to napa Mm -hmm. incredible views and tonight we're drinking a red blend 
from the Russian River Valley. It's a 2018. And I have you tried it yet? It's really good. It's great. I think it's a little above our price point. It's $35. No, I think it's $45. $45. Holy but smokes. It's, it's a wine club. Like, it's a wine club. Yeah. So you, it's not like we picked it. But the thing is, it's kind of fun to do a wine club because you do get like these random bottles that are kind of more expensive that you probably wouldn't have bought, you know, just for a typical Monday night. It's really good. It's fun. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. I like I like. I can't wait to go back there one day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this week, Beth. Yes. We are going to talk about the interview of all interviews. Mm-hmm. The interview to end all interviews. Mm-hmm. Megan Hare. Is Fox News saying yet that Megan and Harry are canceling the royal family? <laughs> is Fox talking about that yet? I can't. I can't get into this. Because that, that's that what I, like those were the headlines that I was thinking. Like, wow, this is cancel culture at a hundred. Right. And also something that really bothered me about that whole cancer culture thing. Before we get into this, was did you say cancer culture or cancel, cancel culture? Okay. Is I that, don't want you to be bothered by cancer culture publicly so i just wanted to clear that up thank you last week um christopher ray who's the director of the fbi who was appointed by trump Mm -hmm. was testifying before congress about the um terrorist insurrection Mm -hmm. that happened on january 6th Mm -hmm. and uh he was asked were any of these who are these people and ray basically said you know proud boys oath keepers all these alt-right Trump supporting mm-hmm. organizations they right. said were there any people posing as have you found one person posing as a as a proud boy that was really a liberal or fascist or neo-nazi or whatever or not neo-nazi um antifa and he goes no we haven't found one and while that's the main news fox is covering dr seuss one american news is covering dr seuss i know dr seuss's own public well that's a whole nother podcast yeah let's not do that anyway it's just really annoying well that's and that's the whole reason i said it It was a playoff of that they've been covering dr seuss for days it was like 48 (laughs) straight hours of dr seuss wasn't it oh cheese and rice um okay yeah so we and it worked it worked because their base was so riled up about it they're like buying every dr seuss people i know were talking about it in like uh yeah it was nuts um so anyway this interview was bonkers. Yeah, it was. It was interesting, like an interesting choice. I didn't really expect Megan or Harry to do this. I, I really expected them to just kind of keep their head down and sort of try to fade into the background as best yeah. they could. That's what I thought they would do, because ah. that's what it seemed like they've been doing. Right. Up until now, though. All. Yeah. All. All. uh all bets are off, it feels like now. I feel like a complete jackass, though, from our previous podcast. We I was going to say, let me just say, yeah. let me just say, what episode number is that? Because a long time ago, I said, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you, Meghan Markle cannot be who she is in the royal family. Right. But to be fair, in this, in this interview, she is very clear to say that she was fine giving up her life. Right. She did say that. But that really is to a degree because she does talk about being silenced and not being able to do the things that she wants to do and speak on the things she wants to speak on. So I think there's a check and balance there. Right. But I felt like I could see from early on that like she's not allowed to be passionate about stuff that she cares about. No. 
and this is going to be a problem. And I called it. You totally called I it. I called it. There's an episode about it. You guys, I'm are you finding f- it? I'm looking for it, but everything's screwed up with Apple on our pod. It's, it's everything's screwed up with our Apple podcast right now for some Aww. reason. So sad. But I was wrong. I was completely wrong. And I, the whole time watching it, not to be, you know, not trying to be petty here, but I was thinking, man, Adam, you really screwed this up. You let, you let yourself go down. You let yourself become a victim of just what you wanted to be true. And that was actually true. And in this podcast, we don't fake our opinions just to disagree with each other like they do on a lot of, um, you know, mainstream conversations, I'd say. But, you know, if we agree, we agree. If we don't, we don't. And I really thought that. Yeah, I was completely wrong. Yeah, I was born incapable of faking my opinion Very to my true. own detriment. So to, that's not to my own detriment. Yeah, really. that's not like props to me. Like I've that's been at my own expense many, many times. It's episode nine and we released it. Episode nine. We re- released it in October 2019. So yikes. I called this a while ago. Right. Well, well done. Proud thank of you. you. Thank you. I feel good about it. I don't really because this is sad. It's so sad, and it, and it's like, I totally understand why they bounced after watching the interview. I, okay, we're going to get into this, but I would have, just like John Oliver said, I would have, I would never marry into this family. Right. Like, even she did, I think she didn't realize the layers of, um, like, casts and things like that that are built into this. Right. Uh, it, it's not like now, you know, you can sort of in America you can become like royalty, but yep. that can happen in like five years. Right. Like the Kardashians did. This is, this is hundreds of years. Let me actually play that clip from John Oliver, what he said before they even got married. Okay. Well, speaking of Royal wedding, I mean, yeah. you're English. You must be really excited about the Royal wedding. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't really. You gotta be really look. He's a Brit. He's marrying he an American yeah. girl. You're British. You married an American woman. You got any tips for him? I would not blame her if she pulled out of this at the last minute. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you need to have just seen the pilot episode of The Crown to get a basic sense of she might be marrying into a family that could cause her some emotional complications. But this generation seems like nice people, right? They're all nice now, right? Yeah. I mean, they're an emotionally stunted group of fundamentally flawed people doing a very silly pseudo job. That's what she's marrying into. So I, I, I hope she likes it. It's going to be weird for her. I, I, I would not marry into the royal family. I'm, I'm a commoner. I would not be welcome, especially after what I've just said. <laughs> I'm guessing the queen, the queen, is probably. Could sitting, you get a knighthood? Could then, you get a knighthood? I, theoretically, I could. Yeah. I, she's probably ripping that up as we speak. There we go. <laughs> Insolent little bastard! You're not coming now, are you? <laughs> When you see other, when you see like, uh, if you see like uh, other like performers or or comedians or something, if you see them get a knighthood, mm-hmm. do you go, what are you doing? What, do you, do, are you uh, accepting it? Yeah. If, if you see, if you see other people who like who who like satirize power and 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 it's a little bit, it's just weird to kneel in front of another adult. <laughs> it's it's odd. I know that like historically, you read and you see people kneeling down and kissing the ring. Yeah. It's a bit strange. It's, right. it's an odd thing to still have. And I, I like royal weddings as much as I like any... I also like fireworks. You know, it's a spectacle. It's something nice to look at. Put them both together. But, well... 
That could be the most Guy Fawkes-based idea you've ever had. Bonkers, right? Yeah. He totally nailed it. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he had the... But he's British. He, he gets it. Say, right, for sure. I mean, so I reached out to our friend Luke, who's British. Right. He's been living in the States for a long time, but... um. And he hasn't watched the interview, but he just sort of said, like, it's interesting, like the dichotomy in Britain, because some people are like disillusioned with it and other people still really support it and like care about the tradition continuing. Yeah, that's I could see that for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you see the streets like lined with... (laughs) With all those, like how many miles well, yeah. and were I, people lined on the streets the, of their, the day of their wedding? Right. And I think that goes to what John Oliver said at the end there. He said, I love watching a royal wedding, but I also love watching fireworks. Right. It's, it's fun to watch. <laughs> it, <laughs> but does that make what the royal family, I mean, that's a whole other yeah. conversation. This is, we're, we're kind of teetering onto a whole different world here. We are. But, and, but like, even for me, I'm like, I, I don't even think I enjoy like watching the royal stuff, I just feel like I should because it's such a big deal. Yeah, it's history. It's like when something happens with them, it's history. Yeah, it just feels messed up. I really want to watch weird. the crown now. Like I want to, I want to get properly back I into it. I have tried. I have. I literally think I've given it ten episodes, and I'm still so bored. I think I could get into it. It's very boring. Um, you think they'd ask Meghan Markle to play herself? Mm. Like in season nine, whenever she comes in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> That would be interesting. Okay. So let's get into it. Opening. Oprah, they're showing all these clips and Oprah says at at the very end of the opening, Megan has basically gone from the heroine to the villain. There are all these high hopes about who she was going to be in the royal family. And almost immediately, like the tabloids end up turning and Right. And and a lot of people blame her for the way things turned out. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's like not news. There's no spoiler there. That's all over the media. Yeah. And then Megan comes out and I'm like, she's still dressing like she's a member of the royal family. Like she's got on this long black dress with a simple mm-hmm. heel and like high color and mm-hmm. like hair done really well. She just doesn't look anything like she ever used to. Right. She still looks like the Duchess of Sussex or whatever she is. Uh-huh. Or was. She's not that anymore. Yep. Um, and right out of the gate, we're talking about the wedding. And I this this is where I was like got the clue how this interview was going to go. Like Megan what Megan came to say. Um, because she says she starts talking about the day and how she's planning and prepping, and then she goes but Harry and I both knew that this wasn't our day. This was a day that was planned for the world. Right. And I was like, oh, shots be fired. Right. I know. And she even admitted later on, like an hour later in the interview, she said that they actually got married like legally before the wedding. To have like a private yeah, ceremony. Say our vows, are, we, they gave separate different vows. Mm-hmm. together and then three days late after that they had the the spectacle right right well and like everything leading up to it with like her dad not being yeah. able to attend it's just insane i know it's all really crazy so um 
she admits that she went into her marriage and joined the family really naively. And she gives this little example of saying that just the other day, her mom asked her if Diana ever did an interview. And that's sort of Megan's way of like proving um, how little they kind of know about them or how little they like knew about them growing up, how naive she was. Like even her mom still doesn't know. And I was like, Ooh, that's a little cringy. Like, do you? Your mom still doesn't know that Diana gave interviews. Yeah, and Oprah asked her. She said, "Well, what did you know?" Then she's like, "I just knew whatever Harry told me because that's all I needed to know." Essentially, what she says about becoming a royal, about marrying into the family, about what about their pomp and circumstance and all that. Right. And I don't know if Megan strikes me like I'm not poo-pooing anything she said of substance, mm-hmm. but there are parts of the interview. Like this part that I was like, how, like, how did you not really understand what you were getting into? Yeah. I mean, I think that she kind of explains it in a way where she thought it really was like that elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, wipe a tear, blow a kiss. Like that's really kind of all you have to do when you're out in public. And yeah. And she tells a story about the first time she met the queen. Mm hmm. And because Harry referred to her as his grandmother and she thought it was be behind closed doors. She could just be laissez faire and and like relaxed and laid back. And he was right, like, like, no, I'm going to meet your grandma. No, it's not that it's you have to you know how to properly curtsy. Right. Well, he said, no, you're not meeting my grandma. You're meeting the queen. Right. Like you we have to be very clear, like the queen happens to be my grandma. Right. But she's the queen. Like you're not. She's nothing more than she's the queen and like it it blew it was a huge deal in england when trump went to visit the queen because he turned his back on her because you're never like he is such an idiot when you're i know he doesn't care though when you're in a room with her you have to walk backwards out of the room yeah which again this is another conversation but it's like should we be treating someone like this in should we be treating another person like this in 2021 so i had some thoughts about this because i felt like if i was in a different setting and there was like a way to be respectful culturally, I think I would work really hard at that. So would I. But I definitely don't feel like there's just, there's some racial imbalances here of power that we all know about. And I think that's the issue. Right. It's like we're continuing to uphold these, this, this imbalance of power that white people have held for a very long time and clearly are still trying to keep it all white. And we're going to talk more about that. And I think that's my issue. Like part of this power that's held is because of their skin tone. And so it is, it is like hard to be really respectful of that. Yeah. It's not only a cultural element and thing it's also like a white person thing. Yeah. And think about this too. I was thinking about this as we as I was watching the interview and just thinking about it today. The the queen has been queen since when 1938? Something like that? Uh no. 52? Yeah, probably the 50s. <laughs> wow, that she would be born like in 1910. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that was wrong. Um, no, I think the 50s. Okay. I'm pretty sure like the early 50s and her kids. No, her her kids were already born. 
Yeah. Her, she, I think Charles 1952. Was born, it was 1952. Okay. She's been she's been queen for 69 years and 30 days. Okay. Think about this. Like you're I was thinking about how can can this institution evolve? But it's really hard when the person that's running leading the institution has been doing it for 70 years. Like it'd be like the same pope for 70 years. The pope today is talking about like LGBTQ rights and you know like really progressive topics, right? That's yeah, the Pope, the pope today. today would like advocate for but climate change. Imagine if the Pope was the same person from 1952. What would that person be talking about? But they still consider the Queen to be like appointed by God, essentially. Well, her bloodline, yeah. Right. So what does it matter? I, I'm that's just the saying. Thing. I'm it's just like saying you can get a more element. Pro- no, I agree, but that's a very human side of it, right? Like when you, when you decide to like elevate it to like, she's now like chosen by God. Right. Well, they uh, think the Pope was chosen by God too. That's my whole point. My my point is like. I know, but yes, I get your point. But what I'm saying is if there was a Pope for 70 years, nobody would change anything because he would be appointed by God. I see what you're saying. The fact that it hasn't, we haven't had a Pope for 70 years. I'm just saying it's, it's a moot point. That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, uh, right here in the beginning, too, she says that what's tricky about um, being a working royal, which is is strange because I think Americans don't really understand how this works. And we kind of got a peek into it a little bit better. Um, But what's tricky about this is that you are judged on the perception and not the reality. And those two things do not align. So it's it's almost impossible. You have to live in the perception when you're outside of your home. And reality is what happens in your home and they're not the same and you almost have to keep them separate. Totally. So um, she (laughs) talks about the queen and when they first bring the queen up, Megan refers to her as her majesty, the queen, which is just strange. You know, like your husband's grandmother, when somebody asks you about your, you know, grandmother-in-law. You have to say, oh, Her Majesty the Queen. Oh, Her Majesty the Queen. Yes, my grandmother-in-law. Yes. Um, Her Majesty the Queen. I know her. She is my husband's grandmother. The woman with the brooches. <laughs> the woman that wears more on a brooch than the I'll make in two years. that has more diamonds on her crown than 70 women put together in a room. She got me a lovely gift. It was magnificent. Oprah's like, what was the gift? Oh, you know, just a pearl necklace and pearl just earrings. Just a few pearls from the rarest oysters <laughs> in the sea, but... From the royal bloodline oy- the oyster in the oyster kingdom. I don't want to talk. It's fine. I don't want to mention it, but... um, So so then that's when she told the story about meeting the queen and how she needed to learn how to curtsy, and so they practiced right. that. They had like five minutes before the queen ar- arrived. But I would have been like... I don't know. I th- I think maybe I wouldn't have been prepared for this either. I probably would have asked a few more questions, to be honest. I'm not quite as laid back as Megan, I don't think. I think I would have wanted to know that kind of stuff. Especially, like, when you watch Kate. Like, Kate seems like she's juggling a lot yeah. all the time. And so it's kind of a clue that, like, this is a lot of work. Totally. It's not just, like, family chill, chill time. No. Or, you know. Um, And the queen's a busy lady. And, frankly, shouldn't everybody bow when, when you see her? You curtsy very deeply to show a lot of respect. <laughs> I was like, I'm busy. Should my kids be curtsying to me? Right. I'm not chosen, I, I I'm not come chosen home, by God. When I come I? home, I curtsy to you very deeply. 
Yeah, all the way to the ground. Yep. If I say, if there's not a bum on the floor from the curtsy, did it happen? And then I say, did you walk here? And then I kiss there. And then I say, did you walk here? And then I kiss there. Mm-hmm. Very, it's a very dirty habit, but it shows my respect. It has my, to be done. And my allegiance. It has to be done. <laughs> this has taken a weird turn. Well, it's this is our podcast. This it's is fair. what we do. This is fair. <laughs> um, so they start talking about the rumors that the tabloids are making. And um, they're just constantly about Megan causing problems. So yep. This is like right before their wedding. Things start to take this sort of turn. And a story gets printed um, a few months after the wedding, like six months after the wedding. Yep. About Megan making Kate cry over flower girl dresses and Megan's strict demands um, for her own wedding. So it happened a little bit after the fact. And Oprah asks her about that and she says that never happened. In fact, it was like the reverse. Right. And she made me cry. She made me cry. And she was very mean to me. But she's but she was nice about it and said, like, I don't want to get into the details because she apologized to me. And, you know, like, yeah, I forgave her. Yeah, I forgave her. And it's it was just a stressful time. Like all that was happening and she was like really stressed out. And this was just a little, you know, story that sort of or some a little thing that happened between them that that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for Megan. And she cried. But. But Megan did not leak this story. And I wouldn't either. Like, it's kind of silly. And so who who gave this to the tabloids and switched it? It's just conniving, right? I think so. To, like, take something that really happened, but switch it. Something that, something that made you really sad and make you be the villain in it. It's just feels extra mean right like yeah. that's the twisting of the knife a little bit yeah they all he also um they also say that like she also says like i wish they would have just corrected it like the royal family would have just said like well this no, is actually what happened not even just that but like she had friends who who were like i'm willing to go on the record and say that that didn't happen and we don't even have to say what really did I'll just go on the record and say, I can tell you that that did not happen in the family. Like, and it's, it's so hard because she refers to it as like the institution or mm-hmm. the palace. And these are different things. And I think without living in Britain and really understanding it as Americans, we don't quite get it. It isn't necessarily the, the knit together family, the people who are actually a family, but there's like an institution. There's people that make decisions for right, them. And right. Like Luke was texting me earlier and our friend who's British and he said, it's a business. They have their own HR department. They have like a marketing team. Like you work as a royal. Yeah. And you like it's it's really interesting and kind of hard to get, I think. So when she says things like that, I don't think it's actually like. Specifically like the queen who refused to do it, but more so the institution. But also hey, like man, the leader responsible for what's below it. For sure. hundred percent. For sure. Like they make the queen out to, and I get it. Like I believe her when she says she's always been really sweet to me. We have a great relationship. She's always, we zoom, they zoom call with her so she can see the, the grandbabies. Little like, Archie. But like at the end of the day, it, it would, it'd be the same thing as saying like Trump's not responsible or Biden. Let's just say Biden. Biden's not responsible for what's happening in his administration. If he's really great, but someone below him isn't. 
It's, right. it's still his organization. A hundred percent. I'm just saying that like, it is a, I think it's a tiny bit more complicated than we think. And Harry sort of talks about that later when he says he does. that the family themselves are so terrified of the media. Yeah. Um, that they, they work really hard to keep their relationships good with the media to their own detriment. They're, about, they're slaves. They're, it seems like they're slaves to the media. Yeah. And what Megan didn't say that Harry said was even before the wedding, like they were t- starting to tell him her that like they didn't have any money for her and her position. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's, it's it makes no insane. sense. Have you seen anything they do? And also then like why? Just don't why, buy the queen one hat for a year. That'll pay for Megan. Or stop encouraging your heirs to keep reproducing for this bloodline if you truly don't have any money but that's not real you want to continue your bloodline and keep this power in your family a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent for as long as possible so don't say it do not don't We just broke the matrix for a second right there. Holy smokes. Did you feel that? I took the red pill. <laughs> there was something that happened right there. I, I was so locked in on what and you were going to do like, next. I, I was will like, not say it. I won't say a word. I won't say anything. See, we're all living in our own serfdoms here. Megan ends up saying that people, oh, I said this, that, that people would vouch for her. They were willing to go on the record, but like the institution wouldn't. And she starts to say like that. I think she starts to say the institution wouldn't allow them or told them not to but oprah kind of interrupts and doesn't let her finish and um then she says that the palace never negated the story yeah so um it's like there's not really a singular person in those there's people at the top but yeah i don't know it's confusing i mean how how looped into the day-to-day is the queen honestly like how looped in she seems busy yeah does she does she i don't know okay moving on um and then she says this really good thing talking about the disparities and how the tabloids would kind of polarize her and kate and she just said and i watched this today on national women's day she said you don't have to love one of us and hate the other one you can just love us both and I was like, yes, we're always doing this to women. Right. We can't just really appreciate women. We have to find problems with women. Well, speaking of Kate, and if you're comparing the two, Oprah gave a great um, analogy when she said, like, she covered some of the, what the press said about when Kate would grab, hold her stomach mm-hmm. and called it endearing and right. motherly. But then when Megan did it, it was to get attention. In vain. And Oprah, Oprah was baiting Megan here trying to say, why do you think that is, Megan? Yeah. Why is that? I mean... Oprah did great. Oh. She asked such good I questions. I don't have I don't have the space to talk about like my mom watched Oprah when we were kids and we were never allowed to be in the room when she watched watched it. She didn't just leave because she thought, you know, that's just evangelical parents in the nineties. But um I was absolutely blown away with Oprah's interviewing she skills. She did amazing. I, I saw someone on Twitter said Oprah has become a billionaire on interviewing people. How does like, you know, you're good at interviewing when you become a billionaire, just talking to people, Mm -hmm. her questions and her reaction at that one moment, right? Her reaction. Yes. About the race thing, about the, the, which we'll get to in a minute, I'm sure. But like that was breathtaking. Well, there's another part too, where they both have tears in their eyes that we're also going to talk about. Same thing. Just 
they're they're like in the weeds together but like oprah doesn't shy away from anything and she will come back around to it if they and there were times where they just flat out said like i'm just i'm not gonna say that but like she, it's not for lack of effort, and no. she asked such good questions. Uh, the other thing too, really quick to say, is that they are friends. Oprah and, and Megan. Yeah, they live down the street from each other. Mm. Her, her and Harry are working on something for Apple TV together. Oprah and Harry are. Yes. So, like I think, and people were like, even Luke to me texted today about that. He was like, it's interesting they're friends, but she, I didn't. I do think that she hit him pretty hard with some questions. Yeah. Um, but people did say that, and even like I think Megan Kelly. Well, referred, Luke didn't watch it. Well, he said he just told me today he, took, he didn't. He took clips of it, I think. Oh, or he saw some clips of it, or something like that. Yeah, maybe. But she, they, in the beginning, she discloses that, but she says they haven't talked about any questions. Megan's not getting paid for it, but you know, any like if you want, if you're going to do an interview, there's one person in the world that should interview. If if it's a big time interview, I bet you 95 percent of people would have Oprah interview them if they were going to interview. For but, sure. Like she is the right person to do this interview. Yes. Who's going to do it? Jake Tapper. Anderson Cooper <laughs> like it's just not not even close yeah and it's really interesting to like we'll talk about this a little bit more later but it's interesting because we're we're starting to see Megan and Harry like get to work they have to work right they have to yeah and they for the rest of their lives will have to pay for pretty extreme security which is insanely expensive um because that was taken from them their security clearance and it's so wrong. Even if he wanted to step away, like you chose to bring a child into this world and not give given, you didn't give them a choice at what their heritage would be. And they will forever be hounded and in danger. There's a level of risk for this, this right. child. And I'm talking about Harry, yep. not Archie. Um, and, and then just because he won't do what you say he loses security like that's your response you're you are responsible to keep him safe because you made that choice and that was the queen's decision he says that yes and he he respects his grandmother's decision and i i, mean, I think th- i think her decision's wrong it's wrong that's wrong but listen like i get where he's coming from because like my grandma no wait i don't know if it was the queen's decision to remove his security it was it her was. decision to remove their titles and then their subsequent security security was already removed before that long before that Removing their security is what prompted them to just fully leave. Hmm. Um, she, uh, I get it. Like he, he said, my grandma did this. I don't like it, but she's my grandma and I respect her and I adore her. And I get it too. Like my, he probably is a really, he, he basically lived with his grandma for his entire life. Mm-hmm. And then like my grandma, I didn't live with her, but she, you know, she pulled my teeth out. That would probably put her in prison right now. The way she helped me get my teeth out when I was a kid. But yeah. I still be like, I love her. And I respect her. And that's what she thought was best. Like, it's just like this feeling you have towards your grandparents that. I know. But like when you tell people that story, everybody's like, oh, that's. No, it's horrible. Strange. But she was an amazing person. For sure. It's just. She has. It's just that weird part of human nature that you're like, this really hurt me. But I still love you very much. But this is bigger. I don't hold it against you. This is bigger than that because he was he was manipulated his entire life into believing that no matter what their duty lies to their titles right and the royalness of who they are right versus who they actually are it's a they are beneath who they are versus what they were born to be right and he has so he it it isn't ever a surprise to him if if a choice that his grandma would make would cause him deep personal pain because he was he was taught 
from a very young age that you will sacrifice everything for this bigger thing. It's true. No matter the cost. True. So he can, his grandma can do that and get away with it without him being able to have a lot of feelings and definitely not any anger towards his grandma because he's already been told this is whatever choice she makes is what she has to do. So you're saying that it's not the same what happened to him than what happened to me. I'm saying what happened to you is worse. (laughs) My grandma literally would, when I would get to her house, this is a quick aside for the people, get to her house, she would ask me, she would basically, let me see if you have any loose teeth out of it. If she felt an, an ounce of a tooth being loose. She would rip it out. She would tie my tooth to a piece of string, tie the string to the bedpost, light a match, and hold it to my face. Until my face backed up and pulled the tooth so out. So you either get burned or pull, yes. rip your own tooth out. It happened like four times. It's insane. It's really crazy. It doesn't seem as crazy to me until I actually verbal, verbalize it. And, and you then see it feels people's like, faces get like sick. Yeah. She's a very sweet lady though. Great woman though. She actually. Great woman. She really is. But she that, was fantastic. That, that was, was uh, not good. That was what we would call an she opportunity should, for improvement for yeah. old Yolanda. Yeah. She should Yikes. not have been doing that. Um, so then Ober brings up how Megan came into the family as a divorcee, yes. an actress, an American, a very independent woman, and a mixed race person. Right. And Megan's saying like she's really thankful for all those life experiences she had to draw on and that having that as her standard of living yep. helped her ultimately. But the irony of the last four years for her is that she had been a huge like women's rights advocate her whole life and all of a sudden she was silent and this is our podcast this was our podcast this is kind of what yeah. we talked about this is when she said and then oprah goes were you silent or were you silenced yes and mega goes yes the latter the latter right and again there there are parts of me here that i'm like megan is not megan's doing this interview for a reason like she's doing the interview to spill the tea a hundred percent a hundred percent she, in my opinion, there's either one of two. There's either one of two things happening here. One, she cares deeply about the truth and she can't let it go. I think that's a big part of it. Personally, that's the noble side of it. And I I'm leaning towards that uh-huh. as well. Or two, it's like a vindictive. I think there's part of that here, too. There could be. And I don't blame her. But I think, too, like part I think. So maybe I misunderstood something. I thought that that. I they got I know they got their money taken away first quarter of 2020. They cut them off financially. And I thought they removed the security after that. And so, so and so then now they're like, "F it. No. We're going balls to the wall here." So what happened is they went to the Commonwealth of Canada. I was working while I was listening to this, so that's probably and I was part like, of it. And for me, I was like, oh, you learn something every day. I didn't Commonwealth know Commonwealth of New Zealand, Commonwealth of South Africa. That's why they do these tours in the same spots. I know, but I didn't even know that. I was like, I thought Canada was an independent country. No. They're, I mean, they are, but they are a Commonwealth part of England. Of, yeah. See, I didn't. Nuts, right? I didn't even know it. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> wish I could say. And then there's a part of Canada that. that's French. Oh. Which are direct opposites of the English. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So they go to Canada to try to like sort of like create a little bit of distance between, I think, like the tabloids and them, but they still had like very senior roles at this point. So then the family takes their security away, even Harry's, and they spent like weeks saying, please don't do this. Like, this is so dangerous. 
everyone knew where they lived. They knew exactly their location in Canada. There was no secrecy to where they were. And so now they're like, no, I'm sorry. They stepped back as senior members, but there's a lot of people who aren't senior members that have security clearance. Right. So they take the security away and then the pandemic was happening and it looked like we were about to go on lockdown. And that's when they made the decision to come to LA because they could have like a private place to a more private place to stay where not everybody knew them with security instead of where they were in Canada, losing their security and being in a place where anybody could have access to them. Yeah. Cause it was so such public information where they had been staying. Right. So they ended up staying in Tyler Perry's house with some security. That's how that happened. That's why I remember. That'd be a fun night to talk, to hang out with Tyler Perry for a little well, while. I think it was one of his houses. Yeah. He's I don't think ha- he stayed there. That dude is like. Loaded. Yeah. Um, okay. So she is talking about her family and she says that what got really hard was that she would not comment to defend herself because she thought she was being protected by the institution. And um, so people would come to her and say, like, there's all these articles. They're really bad. And she'd be like, no, 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 it's fine because they're protecting. Like, they've got it. They're going to handle this for me. And she thought that was like a really like true thing. And she trusted that. Right. And we find out that she ends up feeling very, 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 very betrayed by that later. But after they were married, she realizes that not only will that not happen, but they are even willing to go so far as to lie Yeah, for some people in the family. And she says for her, they won't even tell the truth. They totally. won't even say the truth to help her. Like just no matter what she and Harry do. And this is where I just, I, I need to understand or I wish I could be a fly on the wall because she's basically saying no matter what she and Harry do, how they beg, how they plead, how they... How they say, like, you know, we're willing to do our parts, whatever you want. Just tell us what to do. But please, we need help here. The family's basically like, you know, almost like we just don't even hear you. It's as if you're not talking. Right. There's just nothing. No movement. Nobody nobody will help or do a thing. Why is that? I just don't get it. I don't Why do you think it is? It's either completely like a racial issue. That's what it is. That's the only thing it could be. What else could it be? What else? Or she's American. It could be but that. But is that race? No, that's what's that? I th- ethnic? I think, it's, I think it's everything. I think it's everything that Oprah said. You are mixed race. You are an actress. You are an independent woman. You are an American. Like, yeah. you are a divorcee. You're older than Harry. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think it's all these things. She was not chosen by the family the way that Kate basically was. Why was... But so... And they start to draw this line between her and Diana. And... Princess Diana, as it were, and the most loved person of the royal family from an American standpoint. Meghan is now, you know, really. So what's the what's the common denominator? The common denominator between those two is they are free thinking, free free thinking, powerful women who have an opinion, who say what they think. Mm -hmm. That's the common denominator. The fact that the fact that um. You know, Meghan Markle is also like mixed race, doesn't help her considering that this whole lineage is they're just trying to keep it as white as possible. But right. the fact is that she's like 
I'm going to do things my way. And even Diana, the one interview, the one famous interview she gave that Megan talks about in the beginning, she says that she's mm-hmm. like, they didn't like me because I had a, my own thoughts mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do. Right. And Prince Charles was cheating on her the entire marriage with the person he's married to now. Camilla. Camilla. Before they were married. Before they were married yeah. even. And that never, ever is talked about. It was. I don't even know why he just didn't marry Camilla. I know. I don't get it. Di is made out to be this, was by the royal family. Like, like you know, they kind of cast her out. And she even said there's three people in this marriage, referring to Camilla. Right. And then she somehow dies in a tunnel. Anyway, that's a conspiracy theory for another day. Oh, yeah. I but know. on my birthday. What a way to ruin you August 31st. You never let us forget. The British family, man. I've got a gripe against them. <laughs> a global a global morning day is the day I was born now, thanks to them. Thanks to those people. But anyway, um, that's the common denominator. Is they're like, I'm not I'm not gonna go along with the status quo here, I think. Yeah. And they don't and Kate goes along with it. Kate is Kate is zipped up, tied up. She is the ideal princess. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. Yeah. She really is. So now we start um, talking about how Megan is starting to feel kind of isolated because she's getting so much bad press. And honestly, like they they all get a lot of press, but hers is like off the chains how much the tabloids are interested in her. And it's it's almost all bad. Right. And so she's discouraged even from like going to have lunch with her friends. You better not do that. You need to lay low. And she says, like, what do you mean, Lalo? I've only it's been it's been like four months yeah. and I've only gone somewhere twice. I haven't left the house. I well, yeah. How much like. Yeah. So I could just literally go nowhere at all. Right. And um, she alludes to this as it being her freedom being taken away from her. Right. And she mentions like when you arrive, you hand over your keys, your wallet, your passport, like your ID. It's bonkers. So. You can't just go do something for yourself. They're like, we'll take this. We'll take this. We'll take this. Right. You're so you are essentially at their mercy for what they where they will allow you to go. Right. So when she says, like, can I go have lunch with my friend? That's that is a legitimate request. And then if they say no, what are you going to do? Like, you have to take security with you. You have to be escorted and you have to be driven. Well, you aren't actually providing any of those things for yourself. Right. And if you make these people upset, there's major consequences for that. Right. So they say no. And she's like, okay, like I can't like, that's literally, I have no other choices. Yep. And so we get to the reporter who asks her about her mental health and how she's doing. And this is, you know, at the end of a big long tour, not very long into her being a new mom. Like that's, that's crazy too. Like, Great, you just had a baby. Now you're going to go on a super long tour. Right. It's insane. It's totally messed up. Like we Which would I not... remember this from The Crown season one. She went on a long tour. Yeah, the when queen. When her dad died. She her Majesty the Queen, are you talking about? Her Majesty the Queen. Yes, Her Majesty the Queen. Was in South Africa when her dad died. Yes. Which is a British colony, which makes sense why they have a British accent down there and why they're mostly white. You put it all together, man. You put it all together. Full circle. Um, anyway. So... She says, I'm not, I'm not okay. Like, it's hard and that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. She was not supposed to do that. She was supposed to smile and say, I love being a mom. I love being on this tour. This is wonderful. And I guess what? I never run out of energy and I have no human moments. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. But she did. She had a human moment. Not good. 
Um, and then right here, she refers to their job as Royals as being on and happy all the time. And she'll keep bringing that up. Like you have to switch it on. You just, that's what you're supposed to do. It's, it's a job. I'm not, I didn't just marry into this family. I took on a job right? when I married this family. And the thing that right in here, I kept noticing how when she would talk about these things, she would say everything was like both of them. Like we were both having these struggles. We were both not being protected. We were, and I, I like that she did that because I feel like in our minds, it would be very easy to sort of like separate Harry from all of this. And I'm glad that they feel in this together. Agreed. Because I think he probably could have separated himself. I mean, like, Maybe some ways yes, maybe some ways no. Right. I'm not really sure, but it feels like had he married somebody else, he probably wouldn't. None of this would have happened. But and that's so in a way Harry, he man. is separate from this. Harry is. I don't know the guy. We've we've. I don't think we've met. No, I'm just saying I like that they're in it together. I know. I'm with you, but and she she refers to it oftentimes as our, you know, lack of security right. or or you know we weren't being protected when it just feels like really she wasn't being protected. When I was talking, I was talking to somebody about this thing. And I was like, man, Harry is just like my OG prince. He's my OG prince. Here's why. He like, I don't know if you remember this, but back in like the mid to mid 2010s, he, or maybe it was even earlier than that. He decided to get into the, like his brothers and they all wear their, their, they have army garb, mm -hmm. but he actually wanted to do combat. Mm -hmm. Like he went to Iraq or yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. And it was a huge deal. He had to get like. They didn't want him to go, but he went and he mm. fought. Yeah. And like, he just does, he's always kind of been like his own, his own dude. And I think his mom's death really, I mean, it affects him. You could see it. He, when he talks about it, I mean, yeah. when you lose your mom tragically, you have these, and you're young, you have these, he was way younger than I was. Right. So it must've hurt way more than it hurt for me. But like, you can still, you, you can have that, like, I understand how it feels to talk about it or, or well, to, to deal with it. Yeah. But I think he's always been like, I'm never going to be king because his brother's in line. Mm -hmm. And I just think he's like, I'm doing it. My, I'm, I'm going to be. I just think he's more of a free spirit than his brother is. I think he really embraced a lot of his mom's characteristics. That's a much better way to say it. Like no, caring I wish about, I would have said it that way. No, I think you're right. I don't disagree with you. But I was going to say, I think like what really propelled him in the directions of life that, that he chose is this desire for causes and caring about people in the world and when yeah. you have such wealth and access and status status um then then you have the resources to do that and that's what he chose to do and that was one of the things that they say they bonded over was you know the causes that they both really cared about and that i think he got from his mom because diana was very well known for all the causes that she championed yeah, i agree and I think too, like what you were saying about losing your parent tragically, I don't know that it was harder for him than it was for you, but there's a loss of what you didn't get. Right. He didn't get to be raised by his mom. And and yeah. And he starts to say that he, and I think this drove his decision is he didn't want to happen to Archie. What happened to him? He didn't want to yeah. lose, which we'll get to in a minute, but I think that plays into You're it. Right. That was in, yeah, we're going to talk more about that, but he does say that he, one of his biggest things for deciding to make his choices was that he didn't want history to repeat itself. Right. 
Yes. 100%. With all that pressure. So um, when the family slash institution wouldn't counteract the fake story about Kate crying, Megan says behind the scenes, something larger was at play. They were letting Megan and Harry know that their unborn child, Archie, so this is all kind of happening at the same time, was not going to be named a prince or a princess. They didn't know it was a boy yet. Yeah. Which they, is they break, just weren't going to give him title. Which is breaking protocol. This has never yes. happened before. Never. It makes no freaking sense. No. It's insane. And it's so but mean. Why is it? Because he's mixed race. Right. But it's so mean. And it's like, is this really about even that the baby's going to be mixed race? Or have you like dug your heels in so far to make Megan's life hard that this I is another way to do it? Here's what I think. I think they 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 started to set the table when they were dating, like or when they were engaged. She's like, she's not gonna have it. She's not. There's no money for her. Mm-hmm. This and this and this. Um, and then here's the thing: if they like, they, I think this is again. I don't know them. I again, I don't think I've met the royals. But if I have, I apologize. Um, if they allow a mixed race royalty, if they allow somebody mixed race and be royal, then that that breaks their whiteness in the bloodline. It just make it 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 breaks their bloodline. Hundred percent. And then now they're like, what if this? What if this royal marries a f- not mixed, just fully black black person? Yeah. Then what happens? Right. That's this, this is one. There's if there's an argument for this to not be a racial thing, then I would love to hear it because I can't think of one. I thought about it all day. I don't. I can't think of one. It's racist. Race is an element here, and there is no argument to say that it's not. That would just be a lie and a cover up. Right. And that argument could be made, but it would not be true. I wouldn't believe it. And we learned that we learned. And this is the, the moment I was talking about with um, when Oprah had this reaction that made me think, man, she's really good at what she does is when Megan tells her that someone approached Terry in the royal family high up and said, what do what do you think your kid's skin color will be? Right. What? Right. <laughs> what? We're with concerns about the tone yes yes yeah for sure all right that concludes part one of this two-part episode on the uh, oprah winfrey interview of megan and harry we will pick it up where we left off next week have a good week 